to come a day when we all come together and there will be no more division. Christ will come back and rectify everything. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Those of us who put our faith and trust in Christ um, will have a tougher time continually tougher time and increasingly tougher time getting justice, true justice, out of our political system as more and more folks who trust in evolution, trust in Mohammedism, trust in everything else that fills in that blank of worship that we are designed to have from the foundation of the world. As that increases, as those folks take more power, as we see in uh, the Chinese Communist Society, uh, they don't want nothing to do with religion. They don't want nothing to do with the one true God, because then people don't need them. And that's what we're seeing going on in the rest of the world right now. A struggle is in place right now for control, a struggle to control, to subjugate people, uh, from the government's viewpoint, <clears throat> instead of allowing freedom to exist. And it's really, it's, it's a fascinating thing. Um, but when you put your faith and trust in man, uh, you know, the guy in the white coat standing there telling you that you evolved from monkeys, you know, six million years ago, and how that makes so much more sense scientifically than hey, and, uh, a being with higher, much higher intelligence than us created all this much like when you designed the microphone you're speaking into and then built it and made it work you know that that just makes more sense logically doesn't it you would think most people would would come to that conclusion but when somebody stands up there and goes no 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 we you know this uh, world came about by all this random stuff that just came came together as a random act of chance. And you are a blip on a screen that has been around for billions and billions of years. And there's no much, no much point to it, you see. Uh, so you can do anything you want because this is all. This is all you get. This life. That's it. I'm telling you. Yeah, anyway. That's my attempt at sounding like a professor. Good morning. Happy two days before Christmas. Is it? Yeah, I think it's the 23rd. Uh, last I looked, December 23rd. Wow. Christmas is coming again. And uh, it's, it's, it's almost here. And it's, it's funny to me that I used to get so much more excited about... Um, Christmas, you know, when you're younger, when you've got a pile of presents to look forward to. And again, some people would call that privilege. And I, I'll admit it in that sense. But I think about my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, who would go nuts at Christmas time. Um, she was not well off. She was not uh, someone who had a lot of money, but she would, would always get excited around this time of year and I think half her year was spent buying Christmas presents for people because she liked to see the joy in other people's faces and you know we watched a, a 
movie last night that was uh, it was a good movie i can't remember the name of it anyway it's about this kid whose parents died um around christmas time and he wound up having a big issue and his dad had developed this company over the years and he came in and and almost messed that up but it was it was kind of a similar story to um scrooge and and his situation set more in a modern day environment but his younger sister comes back uh, from the dead and helps him see the error of his ways and how he was becoming the person that he didn't want to be. And sometimes we can do that. We can become someone who, through our own fault and our own choices, and yet it's through the deception, I believe, of the enemy, when we focus on hate, when we focus on things we don't understand. In this case, he was focused on the death of his parents and blaming God for that. And it stole all his joy. And he was uh, a very angry person and very self-focused at that point. Instead of accepting the fact that we don't understand everything from God's perspective. And when you have the perspective that this life is it, that creates a set of paradigms that you live this life with. But then on the other side, when you re realize that this life isn't it, that there is a life after this that you're going to go to for a much longer time than the life that you have here and now, you start to realize, hey, this, I don't know if you'd call it a practice run. I don't know if you, you know, what you call it necessarily, but God has given us an instruction book on how to live this life. And so we have comfort in that, we have joy in knowing that Christ did everything that was necessary for us to be saved, for us to go to a better place someday, a place that, that does not have sin anymore, that is without all this pain and suffering that we see. But we as humans decided this track because of our cho the choices of our forefathers, Adam and Eve. And so that ushered sin into the world, and now we see the results of that, a world that was almost destroyed once by a flood, and now a world that is in constant turmoil. You know, people are constantly looking for the solution that they can't find outside of Christ. Because for whatever reason, Satan's been able to deceive them or they've tried to accept uh, different things that don't make a lot of sense in comparison to Christ. But they don't want to come to the one true fountain of life that exists, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we do here. It's a religion. We exist to talk about the evils of evolution and the fact that it is a religious endeavor, not a scientific one. And to talk about some of these other religions that are out there, like Mohammedism, that when you look at the tenets of Mohammedism and its faith, it, it is ridiculous. And you look at the historicity of the Mohammedan religion, and how many things that he predicted that went wrong and they had to remove from their supposedly holy writings. And the fact that he's dead. The prophet that spawned the Mohammedan faith is dead. He does not exist. Whereas in Christianity, Jesus does. He's alive. And that was proven many, many years ago by people who were there. So with that, we always we like to start with Scripture 
on this show because that's that's where true knowledge is found when you it it says in the bible uh fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and fearing god is learning about who he is understanding what his requirements are what his thoughts are and what his history is you know it's interesting that history is his story the universe is one verse right god created it's it's in the foundation and the fabric of our society here in the United States of America. And I hope that it will always stay that way. The people that are in power now, I hope and pray that the good people of this country will kick them out far and wide because the things that they are for, the things that the squad is for, the things that uh, Joe Biden is putting forward now are anti-freedom, anti Christian, anti, so many things. I can't even, I, you know, it's hard to even list. Anti-family, anti, uh, it just, it's, uh, uh, it's one of those things that we are at a time in history when if you don't stand up for what's right and what's true and what's good, Things are going to go south in a hurry because they're trying desperately to lock things down, to force people to be vaccinated with a, an experimental drug. Think about that. You know, I, I look at what's going on in Germany and I'm like, do you people not learn from history? You know, the whole Nuremberg thing ought to be a wake-up call. Everyone on this planet ought to see the Nuremberg trials. And see what happened in World War II, what the Germans did to people back then, and exterminating the Jews. So, faith means something. Faith gives you a perspective on life. What you believe in causes reaction. You know, if you're walking around in fear today of COVID 19, of getting the disease, and uh, freaking out because you could die. Well, one, again, you're going to die someday. Now, COVID-19, there are plenty of therapeutical things that you can do for that. And you don't have to be worried about it. And, you know, 90% of the cases aren't that bad. They're going to highlight the bad ones. I myself had a bad one. I know what it's like. My oxygen absorption rate was down to 85, which is, I, I don't know, it's supposedly very awful. But in reality, I didn't, you know, I had some issues when I was moving around, but when I was sitting on the couch, I was doing just fine. So, you know, I never felt like I wasn't getting enough oxygen. That's the weird thing to me. But I got on therapeutics and a couple days later I was on the mend and it wasn't that big of a deal. And so there are answers to these questions that are, uh, available with current existing platforms that have been around for many years that will fix the problem. And when we see what's going on in the political realm, trying, you know, in these big cities now with New York, uh, calling for vaccine mandates, calling for uh, schools to give COVID shots, when kids have really no, there's like very, very little threat of a child, someone under 18 dying from this disease. It's like 0.001% or something crazy like that. But that's not the narrative. The narrative is, oh, COVID's going to kill you. COVID's going to kill you. 
you're going to die. Makes me think of Donkey and Shrek. I'm going to die. Shrek, stay away from the light. Whatever. Anyway, let's... <laughs> Mark chapter 14. We were in Mark 14 and 15 today. This is in verse 66. And as Peter was beneath <clears throat> in the palace, there comes one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said... And you also were with Jesus of Nazareth, but he denying, saying, I know not, neither understand I what you say. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again, and began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are Galilean, and your speech agrees thereto. But he agree, or began to curse and swear, saying, I know not this man of whom all of you speak. And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said to him, Before the cock crow twice, you shall deny me three times. And when he thought thereon, he wept. And I would just say, how often do we deny Christ? Those of us even who follow him and worship him as our Lord and Savior, we can deny him. And in this life right now, in our country today, it's time to stand. It's time to stand for what's right and true and good. And we have moment, a moment like this, where we can stand up and adhere to the public, the world that says, you need to be vaccinated. You need to do this because you're, you're uh, unpatriotic if you don't get the vaccine. You, you're gonna, you, would, you just want to harm other people if you don't get the vaccine. You know, I saw a, a little ditty today. It was funny. It's just a picture on our telegram feed it's a picture of two people walking down the street and it's a guy carrying a briefcase and it's raining outside and there's a gal behind him with an umbrella who's walking behind him and she says hey stupid if you don't use your umbrella mine won't work and i just thought that that pretty much says it all right there you know these folks that that want to run around and wear masks and force everybody else to wear masks it's like Hey, if you're wearing your mask, then you're protected, aren't you? So why are you worried about me? I'm not going to spit in your direction. I'm not going to, I'll stay six feet away from you. No problem. And that's, you know, when you get into reality, okay, one, you're not going to stop the viral, uh, apparently the viral excrement that would affect somebody else is not going to be stopped by a, most of these masks that we wear that people wear or that they force are forcing you to wear. So really, you know, Fauci was right when he originally said masks, yeah, you don't need people wearing masks. You know, all that's going to do if somebody spits at you from, you know, how far ever away and, and you get it on something and then you rub it in your eye or nose or something like that. I mean, the chances of that, happening are extremely slim and so you know the whole mass thing again is more of a mindset it's to create fear and if if you are in a position of fear you can be controlled so i come back to where does the faith element in that if i walk in fear that is what we call the devil's faith here at it's a religion the devil's faith would have you be in, in subjugation to others instead of in subjugation to the Lord Jesus Christ and free. Christ came to set us free, free from our own sin and our own condemnation uh, by God in the end, but also, I believe, free to live a life that 
Uh, we don't need to be worrying about all this stuff. If I would have gotten COVID and died, that, you know, I would chalk that up. You know, if I would have done everything, let's say I would have taken all the ivermectin in the world and it didn't heal me and I left this planet, it would have been my time to go. I would have been sad in many ways. I would miss my boys growing up and being with my wife and doing what I, I enjoy doing with them. But in the end, they would have been fine. I had things set aside financially or whatever. And, and uh, you know, they. I know my wife trusts God completely and, and she would have recognized that it was, this was for her overall good, whether it be in this life or the next. And that's the perspective we don't have. We don't have God's perspective on these things. And I thank God that I didn't die and that I'm still here and I'm back to, to nominal health. And I can continue. Continue being a husband and a dad and a, and his son. Um, so the fear-mongering when Joe Biden comes out and says, you unvaccinated, you're going to die. You're going to have a winter of death. And that's exactly what it is. You know, we're two years into this thing and all the stuff that Fauci's told us to do, why Why isn't the thing over? We've been going at it for two years, Doc, Mr. Fauci. And again, I, I wish Don Trump would come out and just say, you know what, I screwed up. These vaccines aren't doing the job. I put my trust in these guys and these corporations and they let us down. That's what he should do. You should come out and say that blatantly and effectively and just say, you know, I don't recommend getting the shot. But if, you know, if you think it'll protect you, go get it, whatever. It's up to you, but do your studying, do your research. You know, these things don't give you any kind of informed consent whatsoever. They, they're just out there saying, you got to take it, you got to take it, you got to take it. And it's it's really increasingly ridiculous and i'm hopeful again that the people of the country of the united states of america will emphatically with uh overwhelming support for the other side tell these people to pound sand that we do not want this we don't want your stupid mandates we don't want to be controlled in this manner you know if people uh, are scared and want to get a vaccine then then they think it's going to protect them and their doctor says they think it's going to protect them then great but this should not be a force thing on anybody. But again, we're all sinful. Even those of us who follow Christ can have moments where, as Peter showed us, who was with Christ, who saw the miracles, who saw him, uh, you know, he was pretty distraught at this point because he was being put before the, the Sanhedrin and about ready to be condemned to death. But even then, he knew who Jesus was. He saw him walk on water for crying out loud right? So, and he still failed him in the end. Jesus told him to his face, you're going to deny me, right? And he's like, no, no, I won't do that. And yet he did because he was more concerned with what people thought than what Jesus thought at that moment. So Mark 15, 16 says this, and the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole band, and they called, clothed him with purple, and intertwined a crown of thorns, put it about his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they stroked him in the head with a reed, and did spit upon him, and bowing their knees, worshipped him. 
And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put on his own clothes and let him out to crucify him. And that, my folks, is what the world does to our Lord. The world does not want nothing to do with Christ. The Chinese government, our government, the bureaucrats in our government, those who put their faith and trust in evolution and Mohammedism and any other thing but Christ will do anything they can to get rid of him, to mock him, to make him uh, go away, to try and convince people that they should not put faith and trust in him. And uh, it really is something else when you get down to it, because the one true king that could save them, you know, here you see these soldiers, these soldiers mocking him. And three hours later, after he was crucified and, uh, and died, one of them stood there and said, this was the son of God, because they could see what was going on after the fact. So it's a, uh, uh, it's a fascinating thing when you get down to it, because uh, we should, we as as believers should have a heart for people, people that are lost, and just desire to share the gospel with them. But in some cases, when they've denied the gospel so emphatically and so, uh, in so many ways, to try and circumvent other people's uh, trust in the gospel, you know, that's that's another thing. When you look at the debate between worldviews, people who don't have the truth do not like scrutinization of their faith. So evolution, the religion of evolution, these guys that that, uh, subscribe to the tenets of evolution, they don't want to debate anybody. They're like, oh, you're wrong. Get out of here. Don't question what I believe. Because they know what they believe is wrong and not true. And yet they're putting their faith in it anyway. They don't want to be made to look stupid. Same with the Mohammedans, I believe. They don't want debate. They don't want uh, a good, healthy discussion. And that that's what's happened in our own government. Our own government will no longer have a healthy debate about things. They make backroom deals, force everybody to vote for it. If you're on one side or the other, doesn't matter. The system is, is messed up at this point. And we're in a position where debate is no longer uh, given, you know, the public debate on vaccines as, as shots, I should say, I'm not going to call it a vaccine because it's not, there's no debate on it. It's you will do this or else that's it. It's a one-sided thing. And, and when somebody tries to debate it, it's misinformation. It's, Oh, you're evil. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't say that. Well, why not Joe? What's the problem? If the vaccines are so great, if this uh, um, stuff works, you know, what are you so worried about? The information from the other side will go away on its own. People will see that for what it is and go, hey, wait a minute. Those guys are idiots. What do you mean these vaccines aren't working? What do you mean? they're? Well, they're not. And that's the problem. So they have to try and hide behind their own misinformation. Remember, that's what Democrats do. They speak about things that they are doing and project those onto others. Hillary Clinton was a master at that. You know, just look at the Russiagate thing. Donald Trump, Russia, Russia, Russia. And what was she doing? She was in cahoots with a British guy who was uh, in cahoots with the Russians. 
trying to circumvent Donald Trump from uh, winning the presidency at that time. So we see a constant battle here. We see a constant thing going on between faith in everything else and faith in Christ. Because again, when you have your faith in, in the right place, you won't have anxiety. You won't act like Peter. Peter didn't have his faith in the right place at that moment when he uh, lost his trust and faith in Christ. So let's hit on a few uh, news topics as we go into the, the final home stretch to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. The Supreme Court to take up challenges to Biden's vaccine mandates. It's about time. And uh, though John Roberts will do everything he can to make sure there's no religious exemption to anything, um, I believe and hope that they will do the right thing. The OSHA administration does not have the authority to force everybody to take a vaccine. It, it is ridiculous as the most, uh, probably the greatest overreach in power. And if the Supreme Court doesn't say nine to nothing, that... Uh, OSHA does not have the authority to do this. We're living, these are really surreal times. And uh, it's going to be a, a just, uh, I, I can't even imagine if, if somehow it worked out that, that they came to like a 5-4 decision that this was okay. Because the greater good or the public health of everybody is more, uh, you know, and that's the crazy thing. Here we got nine people deciding the fate of you know what a hundred million folks so i just boggles the mind you know where is congress congress should be standing up and going this is ridiculous but that's what happens when you have democrats in control folks so i hope and pray again that that our country will vote them out of power and put them on the sidelines forever Anybody that, that is for government control and subjugation of people, anybody that's for giving billions and billions of dollars to these medical institutions like the CDC and the WHO, it's ridiculous. We should not be funding these organizations anymore. Fire Fauci. Get rid of him. This medical tyranny has got to stop. And all this money, all the money, we don't have the money to do this people. 31,000 people work at the CDC. Think about that for a minute. 31,000 people work at the CDC. For what? What do these people do? They're there to protect us? This is not something the federal government should be funding per our Constitution. It doesn't give it the power to do that or the authority to do that. So uh, yeah, we saw a reference to the story, Religious Freedom is Further Eroded. Chinese government's new directives resist or restrict online worship. Well, they don't want any kind of worship outside of worshiping the government. Um, and, you know, you're seeing that here at work in California. California healthcare workers required to get COVID booster shot despite low hospitalizations. That's another thing that, uh, like I just talked about a little bit ago, folks putting their faith in government institutions, in evolution, in Mohammedism, they don't want debate. They don't want to uh, look at science, look at the true 
results going on with things. Or we'd all be, we'd all have bottles of ivermectin in the cupboard and zinc, right? And maybe quercetin, like Dr. Z uh, is prescribing for people because it works. If you start treatment early enough, and even in my case, it was four or five days into it before I really got on the right regimen. And I came out of it just fine. Never went to the hospital. I was on oxygen for a couple of days, which helped. It was good. So that's where we're at, everybody. So now here's a a uh, story <laughs> from Fox News. Tucker, or no, this is in uh, where was this at? I don't remember. Anyway, Tucker says this is the end of the Democrat Party, and he goes through all the statistics currently. Where Biden's approval among independent voters is like twenty nine percent. Um, 41% is his total overall. And, uh, it's phenomenal, you know, but he's doing such a great job. How can that be? Yeah, that was from the daily caller. Um, how can it be that so many people disapprove of Joe? I mean, he's good old Joe. You know, I, I'm hoping as we go forward, more and more is going to come out about the election. More and more, you know, I was talking to our new congressman, Darren LaHood, the other day. We got to meet him at a, at a small function here in, in the county I live in. And he uh, really gave me some insight into the election stuff from last year where, uh, you know, Trump should have circumvented a lot of these things prior to the election and stopped them in their tracks. And I think we would have seen a different result. But the fact that he waited until after the election to start challenging these things, and I think people had told him he was going to win by enough where he didn't have to worry about it. Again, I'm just speculating. But um, it was Mr. LaHood's proposition that the lawyers that he used were not the right choice. Um, Nothing wrong with the lawyers themselves, Giuliani and and some of these other folks, but they'd never done any election law, any election challenging and things like that. And so if you look at, that's that's another uh, thing to think about. The Democrats are shrewd and they go after things. They'll try and go after something in a big way, but then they'll come back and get most of what they want anyway, because then it looks like they're negotiating. And I believe they're like the you know the parable of the uh, the worldly guy who goes out and gives away part of the bill from his master's uh, thing, so people will like him and and accept him into uh, worldly station. When in reality, you know, he was not doing his master's will, right? And again, I I digress. I'm. I don't want to get into that story today necessarily, but my point is the Democrats know how to manipulate. They know how to um, handle these situations typically better than Republicans do. And I'm hopeful that the private individuals, the folks that are fighting some of these mandates and other things, because this is going to cost people. You know, we're seeing it in the healthcare industry when people are being forced into vaccination, we get more over half the healthcare workers don't want nothing to do with this vaccine because they understand what that it's an experimental drug 
and they don't want to put that in their bodies for something that they've got a 99.8% chance of recovering from if they get it, even without medicine. You know, I got a good friend that didn't take anything, and it took him a while, but he recovered from it. His body finally fought, fought it off. Anyway, it's we're in a surreal time in this country uh, where a lot of things don't make sense. But let me finish with this. Once a person has been justified by faith, however, he has eternal peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal peace. Think about that. Eternal, eternal peace with God. Then for daily peace, he can simply appropriate this truth in his life and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that is something I am not the best at when it comes to uh, praying daily and giving uh, things to the Lord um, and letting him direct my path. And, and that's something I would encourage all of us to do. So I'm going to call it a day with that and a show. Hope you have a blessed day today. Uh, I'm going to finish up my Christmas shopping uh, sometime this afternoon, most likely, and then enjoy some time with the family and some time off. So probably be back tomorrow morning for a show, and then uh, we'll have a little Christmas ditty, maybe Christmas morning. We'll see. Be blessed. Have a great day. Merry